Hey, you guys, real quick, I want y'all to give yourselves a huge round of applause because we've got a crowd here on Father's Day. Y'all give yourselves a big round of applause. Man, I know y'all just came here to hear from me, but I'm so glad y'all are here. Um, I'm kidding. That's a joke. Y'all laugh today. Laugh, laugh a lot, okay? This is, should be a comfortable room. It should be relaxed. Uh, but man, I'm proud of y'all. Already proud of y'all. Um, I need to, like, I feel like I need to every week at the end of the service come and say, hey, next week, just so y'all know, it's a traditionally low service, so um, y'all, y'all buck that trend. <laughs> there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Um, Really, though, proud of y'all. Dads, you could have chosen anything you wanted to, uh, to do this morning. <laughs> yes, that's the environment I want. Um, y'all chose right this morning. If y'all are watching us online at home, y'all are still choosing to be with us. I am so thankful that y'all are here with us. Got a message that I am pumped about today that I'm excited to, uh, to bring to you guys, and uh, it is a special Father's Day message. We're going to be reading from Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, so if you got your Bibles with you, whether it's a real Bible or on your phone, uh, I encourage you to turn there with me, Ephesians chapter 6 so that y'all can read it for yourself. You don't have to just believe me, what I'm speaking. You can actually read the words of God. So that's where we're going to be. But I got to give you a little warning, uh, a, little, a little heads up. Um, it, it may not be your typical good feeling, um, nice, warm, give you all the fuzzies, Father's Day kind of message, all right? Uh, I feel a little burdened to, uh, to challenge Specifically, challenge the men in the church today. Okay, so um, that's what that's what we're gonna do. But if I was gonna give you the typical warm, fuzzy feeling Father's Day message, I might start at the beginning of Ephesians chapter six. Right, Ephesians chapter six, the beginning of it. I'll just humor, humor y'all. Okay, the beginning of Ephesians chapter six. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And all the parents in the room say. Amen. Um, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Again, if I was going to give you the warm, fuzzy Father's Day message, that's probably where I'd go. But we're going to skip down a little bit further in Ephesians chapter 6 today. All right. Uh, the main idea of today's sermon, just to let y'all know fully where we're heading, um, is this. It's, it's the fact that we are in a spiritual battle, okay? And I want, I want to, uh, to challenge our perspective, and I want to open up our eyes this morning to the unseen, to the things unseen. I think we, as a church, as a culture, have lost sight to keep playing on that pun, have lost sight for the things that are unseen. We've lost sight to the spiritual world that is all around us, to the spiritual battle, guys, that is happening all around us. And honestly, it's, it's sad to me. It has, it's, it's put a burden deep in my heart. Um, I feel like it's from the Holy Spirit, but, but he's put a, a burden on my heart to, to challenge men to not only... Uh, have our eyes open to it, but to step into the fight. To be men of God who, who are ready to fight 
for those around them, for themselves, for the church, um, and to be dangerous for good. All right? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Like I said, we're in Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to skip down a little bit um, past the parents' favorite verses. Down to verse 10 is where I am um, going to be. So Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle, listen to this, y'all. This is key verse today. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Y'all, this verse should scare us, okay? The truth is that there is a spiritual battle happening all around us and that our battle is not against flesh and blood. This is our tendency. This is what we see right in front of us. These are the battles that we face every day. But what Scripture tells us right here is that our battle is against spiritual forces. Okay? Spiritual battles that, that, we, that we are really facing. Um, and again, this, this whole sermon is, is stuff that I feel like God's been, been feeding me lately, okay? When, when you get somebody up here to speak who only speaks once or twice a year, that's what you get, is you get, you get what God's just been putting, putting on our hearts. Um, and so this is just as much what, what God's teaching me as what, what I want to teach you today, okay? So just know that, that I'm in this preaching to myself just as much as I'm preaching to all of you guys today. One of the things that God has been teaching me is that the church is meant to be spiritual. It's kind of, I mean, when you just say the statement, it's kind of like, yeah, duh. Um, but a lot of times we, we kind of dumb down and, and mute, lower the volume on the spiritual nature of the church. And my heart is that I want to start raising that up, y'all. The truth is that things that are spiritual in our world, in our culture, are weird. Right? Um, it's, it's weird to talk spiritual things. It's weird to think spiritual things. Um, weird means different, right? Um, and and the, the truth is that, that I think that's what God calls us to. I don't think. I know that's what God calls us to. He calls us to be holy, right? What does holy mean? It means set apart, which means different, which means weird. And y'all, it's okay for the church to be holy, to be set apart, to be different, to be weird, to be spiritual. God is spirit, okay? We gotta quit shying away from the spiritual world that God calls us to enter into, okay? It's good to be weird, and we're gonna be weird this morning, all right? Um, a lot of times, me as a, as a worship pastor, I... Uh, have been a, a worship pastor now for 12 years, and God's kind of been leading me on this journey, and I actually enjoy ministry now more than I, I ever did um, starting out, because I feel like God's opening my eyes to, to being more okay with, with being a little weird and being a little spiritual. Um, one of the things that, that I'm real keenly aware of 
and I don't know if it's just me being a worship pastor and kind of designing the services or being the personality that God gave me, Enneagram 6, being able to see more people's perspectives and things. But I, I always am thinking of what the unchurched person thinks of when they walk in the room. Um, and so a lot of times, I, I, in the past, especially still today, I am keenly aware of us not feeling weird um, to the unchurched person. And this, these people, this service, everything, not being weird. But what I feel God telling me is that he wants us to be a little weird. He wants us to be a little different, okay? He wants us to be spiritual. And that's weird, and that's okay. Um, we don't need to dumb that down. We don't need to back away from that. God is spirit, and that's weird, and that's okay. All right, so that's what we're talking about today. Um, this sermon, this talk, this, this idea was kind of birthed in my heart from, I, I heard uh, somebody else talk about a documentary that I got to, to watch. I actually just really watched the whole thing this last week. I saw clips of it a while back, but it's called Sheep Among Wolves. It's on YouTube. I'll post it on our Facebook page or something after this because it's free to, to access, and I think y'all should all watch it. It's incredible. Sheep Among Wolves, it is about the church in Iran, which right now is the fastest growing church in the world. Christian church in Iran, a country that's predominantly Muslim and predominantly very oppressive to Christians. And yet, they've got the fastest growing church in the world. They're not building church buildings. Um, they are not able to worship freely outside. They're persecuted if they're found out. Um, there's over a million Christians now in Iran, and the population in, in the mosques is shrinking dramatically. Um, anyways, I encourage y'all to go watch this documentary, but one of the quotes in this uh, just blew me away. Okay, so they were interviewing, and actually, I think this was an interview about the documentary. It might not actually be in the documentary. I know the actual guy is in the documentary, but he doesn't say this exact quote. But he, uh, this guy was from America, and in the, in the film, they just call it a Western country. We know it's the U.S. And he married an Iranian woman who was converted to, to Christianity over there. Some of you ladies are smiling because they, did, they interviewed this guy at the IF gathering. That's the interview I saw. Um, but he, uh, he married an Iranian woman whose conversion story is incredible. But she came to live with him in the States. And what, uh, what happened was just incredible. I'll just read the exact quote. This is the guy talking about his wife. He said, I bring my wife from the country she was in into this Western country, and I gave her the great life, the abundant life. And after two months, she comes up to me and she says, I'm depressed. I'm like, how are you depressed? You came from a third world country. We're in a first world country. And she said, listen to this, because the church here is under a satanic lullaby, and I'm falling asleep. And every time I try to wake up, the lullaby goes faster. Let's go back to my country. Guys, that hit me. 
it, it, it hit me because I think it's a reality. When Ephesians 6 says that to take your stand against the devil's schemes, this is what he's talking about. The devil isn't some huge monster guy that, that just looks like a warrior coming to fight. The devil is a schemer. The devil is a snake. The devil is, he seduces us. And, and he schemes us. And he, what he's doing in the Western church today is that he's lullabying us to sleep putting us into this spiritual slumber so that we are completely unawake, unaware of the spiritual battle that's happening around us. That's what the enemy wants. The enemy wants our hearts, our minds, our attention off of God on anything else. He doesn't care what it is. He just wants it off of God. And so what he does, and I meant to bring pacifier, but I, I, I didn't. I had a whole, a whole, throw me a pacifier real quick. <laughs> This is my son's passing. It's okay that I touch it. So this is what the enemy is doing. He's grabbing a bunch of these. We use these passies to, to help, our, help our boys. Fall. Well, now it's just our youngest boy. We don't give them to all of them anymore. Um, they all used them at one point. But, but he gives us these little passies. He just says, shh, just go to sleep. Take this passy. Shh, just go to sleep. Hey, shh, just go watch some Netflix tonight. Go to sleep. Here's your passy. Hey, shh. Just go sit on Facebook for a few hours. You don't need to go out and walk around your neighborhood and pray. Y'all know the power that that would, that would happen from that if we spent a few hours walking around our neighborhood and praying? Hey, shh. You know, you know what would make a difference in this world? Go talk about politics on Facebook. Here's your passing. That's going to make a difference. <laughs> um... Y'all, that's what he's doing right here. He's giving us passies, making us think that we're doing. And some of these things are good things that he's telling us we should focus our hearts and our attention on. But what he does is he brings our, our hearts and our attention to those when they should be on God, on, on the spiritual world around us. And unfortunately, what it's doing is it's lullabying us to sleep. Again, it, it, it could be really good things that we're focused maybe, maybe you're somebody who's so passionate about finances. Maybe you're somebody who's so passionate about, about being out, out of debt. That's a good thing. But y'all, when it becomes such a passion of yours that all you focus on is finances, you become somebody who is so, such a stickler to your budget that you don't even, you're not even generous when somebody is in need and needs some, some money. All that is is a passy. It's Satan saying, here, shh, go to sleep. Don't pay attention to the world around you. Don't pay attention to what's happening spiritually here. Just go to sleep, shh. Some of, some of y'all are like me when I was a baby. Some of y'all have got two passies in your mouth and three in your hands. <laughs> just taking everything, all, all of Satan's schemes and just holding them right there. When one falls out, it's all right. I got another one. I can, I can help stay asleep. Laziness, selfishness, 
Y'all, for me right now, actually just last night, Lord revealed to me, Passy, I've, that Satan's been feeding me self-righteousness. Somebody, a uh, good friend came up to me and told me they've been praying for, for our camp to happen. Um, and you know what I've been doing? I've been, I've been battling flesh and blood battles for camp and not, not praying for, for the spiritual battles that I know are coming at camp. And that, the Lord just hit me with that last night. That's self-righteousness. He's so much of a better guy than I am. Y'all realize that? We try to be our own gods when we, when we fight these battles, the flesh and blood battles. I'm guilty of it. But I think what he wants from us, I know what he wants from us this morning, y'all, is to let him be God. Sometimes we just, we need to open up our hands. That's why we do that sometimes when we sing. Open up our hands saying, hey, you know what? Just bounce off of me. Goodness of God, I just want you to bounce off of me. I want to reflect you a little bit more. I want to stop trying to act like God myself and give it up. Let you be God. So, we got to wake up to the schemes of the devil, okay? Romans 12, verse 2 says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The world right now is screaming, be woke, right? Be woke. What I'm challenging y'all today is be awake, okay? To be awake means that you are seeing things in the spirit. To be woke means that you are seeing things in the flesh. To be awake means that you are seeing things through a transformed mind, transformed by the Spirit of God that lives in us. To be woke means that you're seeing things through a conformed world. I'm not saying that we need to be completely unaware and oblivious to our culture around us. We need to love others, okay? What I am saying is that we do this through the lens of Scripture. We do this through the lens of the Word of God, through the Spirit that lives in us. Y'all, how are we doing on time? We're doing great on time. Awesome. Um, Hey, somebody who got this real fast, since we got time, somebody who got this in Scripture. We've all heard the story of David David and Goliath, right? Affirmation? Yes? We've heard the story of David and Goliath. Even if you're not, if you haven't ever been in church, most people know uh, David and Goliath just because it's a little man. He fights and he destroys the mighty Goliath. David knew that his battle, even when he faced a physical man, flesh and blood, he knew that that battle was not a physical battle. He knew it was a spiritual battle because here's what he said. He said one of the best quotes in the Bible. He's, when, when Goliath came up and he's just basically laughing at David, he said, you're, you're coming at me? Really? You, little guy? Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure if Goliath stretched out his arm, his arm span would have more than doubled David's. But here's what David said. Where are we at? Verse 45. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with a sword and spear and javelin. Physical weapons, right? You come against me with these weapons, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. 
Pretty distinct difference there, right? One's physical, one's spiritual. David got it, y'all. David was a man after God's own heart. That's how he's described in Scripture, man after God's own heart. He got it. That's what we've got to do. We've got to understand the power of the Lord Almighty, the power that we have within us, the Spirit of God. Scripture says when we trust God, when we trust Jesus as our Lord and Savior, His Spirit lives in us at that point. Let's be a little more like David when we fight our battles. Second Timothy, I'm going to jump around just a little bit here. Second Timothy 2.4. This is a verse, honestly, I think if the church was more awake to the spiritual world around us, this verse would be more on more coffee cups. Um, this verse would be on more t-shirts. For some reason it's not, I think it's because we uh, numb down the spiritual nature and the spiritual battle that's happening around us. But 2 Timothy 2.4 says, no one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian affairs. No one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian affairs. He wants to please his commanding officer. Those civilian affairs, y'all, are the, are the pacifiers that Satan's handing out. Oh, well, we're going to have to clean that later. <clears throat> If we want to please our commanding officer, that's God, y'all, in case you're not getting the reference there. If we want to please our commanding officer, a soldier doesn't worry about little things. What it's calling us to is to do spiritual battle. We don't worry about the things that are temporary. You realize I'm talking about eternity here, okay? We worry about the things that matter. Because all we want to do, if we're a soldier that's ready for battle, is we want to fight the, the battle that God wants us to fight. We want to please our commanding officer. So y'all, that's what I want to call us to today. And specifically the men of the church. My heart, my desire is to have a church full of men who want to fight who want to protect those around them, who want to love those around them, and who are willing to stand up for them and fight the battle that God wants us to fight. I think that's, that's kind of how God designed men, is to want to be the protectors, is to want to, uh, to, to love through, uh, through, through protection, to want to, to fight for the ones that they love. So what I'm calling us, specifically as men in the church to today, is to do that, y'all. To fight the, the actual battle that God wants us to fight, okay? And uh, try, I'm trying to just make this a little bit more uh, achievable for us, and, and so I'm going to talk about how, how we do this, okay? Going back to Ephesians 6. Um, how do we fight this, this spiritual battle? Uh, first thing we got to do is we got to suit up, okay? This is what Ephesians 6 talks about. Um, we got to suit up. I'm going to go back to verse 13. Therefore, put on the full armor of God 
so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. That means you're ready at any time to do what God is calling you to do. That's not laziness. That's not apathy. That's readiness because he's given us a peace. As men and women of God, he's given us a peace already. That comes from the gospel of Jesus Christ. Own it. Recognize it. Be ready to do what he wants you to do. Okay? And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which, listen to this, you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. All these, right here. It tells us how to extinguish them, okay? How to get rid of them, how to take them out of your mouth, how to throw them away, how to not ever get them in your mouth, not ever say, yes, I want the passy. Take up the shield of faith. Okay, that's what he says. Guard yourself from it. Guard yourself from the lullaby that Satan is sending our way. He's playing it for us. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Y'all, my second application point today is to read up. We've got to suit up. We've got to read up. This particular point is something that God has just been showing me for the last several years. We have got to take the Word of God for what it is, y'all. This is the Word of God. The words of God. Jesus Christ himself read the words of God and he said, this is good, this is true. In the New Testament, it's the story of Jesus Christ himself. It's his words from him. And then right after that, it's Paul's letters telling us how to live more like him. And yet some of us might be calling ourselves Christians and not even reading the words of Christ. Some of us today might be calling ourselves a Christian. Might need to, might need to reassess a little bit. Are you really a Christian if you don't read the Bible? Christian is supposed to be a Christ follower. If you don't even know the words of Christ, or you're not seeking the words of Christ, are you a Christian? Listen, that may sound a little harsh. I'm going to get a little harsher. <laughs> um, some of us are making excuses, y'all. I've heard the excuses too hard. It's too difficult to understand. I've heard this on many occasions, and it is. But all that is is an excuse. Man, do we back down when, when a battle's hard? No. no. And I will tell you, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of resources out there that help make it easier to understand. If you say it's hard, all you're doing is not trying hard enough. There are people right here in the room who all agree that this thing can be difficult to understand, who would love to help one another understand this book. 
Yes, it may be difficult, but that's the beauty of, of how God uses it to, to constantly open up our eyes to see what he's saying. He wants us to read the word of God. It's the sword of truth. Some of us are using the excuse, I just don't have time. Do you? Do you not really have time? If that's, if that's your excuse, here's my challenge for you. Over the next three days, that's it, just three days, at the end of the day, I want you to sit, take five minutes, list every hour in that day, and list what you did during that hour of that day. Seriously, like take it seriously. If you, if you call yourself a Christian and you really genuinely don't think you have enough time to read this book, map out your day for three days straight and then come back and talk to me if you genuinely still don't think you have time to read this book. We, what, what I think happens in most of us is that we realize we're just making excuses. Um, but what we need is, is true passion and to, to make this a priority in our lives. This is the inspired word of God, okay? We've got to take this seriously. We've got to read up. If we're going to call ourselves a Christian, we've got to know the word of God. And men, listen, if you don't, just start. Like, if you don't know it, that's okay. We all start somewhere. Just start reading. Just, look, I, I don't have my phone on me. Just about every morning, what, one of my go-to things to do is to pull up the Bible app and read one of, the, one of the thousands of devotionals that they have on the Bible app. It's super easy to read through. Makes it understandable, makes it applicable. Yeah, we've got to have this as our input so it becomes our lens that we see the rest of the world through. Okay? Suit up, read up, pray up. Okay? <clears throat> Ephesians 6 goes on. Let's see. Um, I just read verse 17. It says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, verse 18, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. This is how we do battle, okay? This is how we do war as spiritual people, okay? Keep on praying, prayers of all kinds. Present your request to God Almighty who has all power and all control and all authority over all things. That's what we have to believe as Christians. We come to him with our requests. This is how we do battle. Men, listen. If you are not praying for your wife, what I'm saying today is that you're not protecting her from spiritual warfare. Men, if you're not praying for your children, what I believe Scripture says is that you're not really protecting them from the enemy. That's what I'm calling us to today, guys. Pray for your wives. Pray for your children. 
Pray for your church. Pray for your connect group. Pray for your neighbor. Pray for those that are hurting. Pray for those that don't know God. Here's why we do all this, y'all. We have been saved. (laughs) We've been saved. We know that the penalty, the, the price that we owe for our sin, that we believe we have all been born into, is death. It's eternal life apart from God. It's, it's death. It's nothingness. But pain and separation from God. And yet, what we know as Christians is that Jesus Christ came, the Son of God, lived a perfect life, and he died on the cross for us. Because of that, y'all, we have life. When he is our savior, we have life. And that's why, that's why we want this for others around us. That's why, why we want to protect. That's why we want to invite people into our, our church family. It's not to fill a room. It's not to, to grow and, and buy a church building. It's because we know the goodness of God. We want others to be able to protect themselves from the enemy. And my call today is that we start taking this seriously, y'all. If you call yourself a Christian, if you call yourself a man of God, let's live spiritual lives. Let's live lives that look different, that look weird. Let's start being spiritual people, y'all. Fighting the spiritual battle. It's happening around us whether we recognize it or not. We're either going to take the passies and go to sleep to it, which honestly to me is the scariest part of all of it, or we're going to hold up the shield of faith and we're going to actually step into the fight. I want a church full of men who are willing to take a spiritual jab, not a church full of spectators who are cheering us on up front. Y'all see the difference, right? Like a a church full of warriors, a church full of people who are dangerous for good versus a few people on stage who are on stage trying to be dangerous. There's a difference between an army of people, an army of spiritual warriors, and, and a few. There's a big, big difference, and I think the spiritual armies know that as well. Satan wants to lull us to sleep. Let's fight against the sleep. Let's wake up. I preached a sermon at the beginning of this year with my wife about waking up. Okay? Very first sermon of the year for our church. That was a a nice, sweet sermon. My wife came in. When you wake somebody up first time, you know, you might go in and say, hey, it's time to wake up, y'all. Second time. This is time number two. Okay? Turn on the lights pull the sheet off. Hey, it's time to wake up. We got stuff to do. Okay. We got stuff in front of us. Y'all don't want the third time. Okay. I was a camp counselor one year, had a kid who would not wake up. Time number three, he was coming off the bed, pulling his, and he was on the top bunk too. He came off and he came off hard. Y'all don't want, y'all don't want sermon number three this year. Okay. Let's wake up. Let's wake up. In, uh, in the old days, medieval times, 
the, the king would, would commission a knight for battle by knighting him with a, with a sword. They would get on their knee and, and knight with a sword. We're not going to do that today, but we are going to be a little weird, okay? Um, this is real unusual, and I mean, to be honest with you, what's, gonna, what's about to happen is I want to commission our men for battle by just praying for you, okay? That's, no, I don't want you to come up front, but... Uh, it is going to be weird because what I want you to do is if you're a, me- a, a member of Connection Point, so what that's going to do is that's going to leave some of you men not standing up in this room. And I want to let you know right now that there are several men in here who are not members of this church. That's okay. Okay. Don't feel awkward. There's at least five, six of you in this room that aren't members of this church. Just stay sitting down for this. Okay. Don't worry about it. But I'm excited you're here. And I want to invite you in, okay? If you are a member of Connection Point and you're a man, what I want to do is I want to commission us into battle by praying for us right now. So if you are a member let's, uh, and you're a man, go ahead and stand up right now. Again, we're weird. We're spiritual. This is okay. Um, if you're a woman uh, in the room, let's pray for, these, pray for these men together. If you're uh, not a member right now, Let's, let's just join in the spiritual battle and pray. Let's, let's, let's pray. Father, I believe that you are our ultimate power and authority. What I want to uh, ask this morning, God, is that the Spirit of God, your Spirit, that lives in these men would help them to be bold, would help them to be courageous, would give them a heart that wants to protect those around them, would give them a heart that wants to serve those around them, would give them a heart of humility that knows that they are not God, but you are. Father, I pray for strength. I pray for power. I pray for boldness. And that your spirit provide all these things for these men. I pray that you would give us a passion for the word of God that we would not neglect the weapon that we have so much access to today. God, that we would see that as your word, as your instruction manual for us, as a, as a gift and insight into true wisdom. Help us to not neglect that gift. Help us to step out, to read it, to study it, Even if it's hard, God, we want to be men who step into battle. Who do battle for our families, our churches. God, even if we have spent years not doing this, even if we have spent uh, years not being weird, not being spiritual, if it feels weird stepping forward and changing, God, you call us to be transformed. So, Father, I pray that you would allow, give us the boldness this next week Maybe to go to our wives and say, hey, I want to pray with you. We've never done this before, but I want to pray. Help, help us, God. Give these men of Connection Point Church boldness to be different. To truly, authentically follow Christ with our lives. That's what we want. 
We love you, Lord, and we, we call on your spirit to do great, awesome, powerful things through this army of church believers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. You can be seated.